0: All right, guys, live and streaming to you over on Facebook. We got Money Mythbusters, episode 10, 10th week here. Exciting. can't believe uh, I've done this for 10 weeks now. It's been really fun and something that we really enjoy today. I got Raymond back. Raymond, how are you? Happy Friday.
1: Good. How's your day
0: going? It's been good. It's been busy on our end. Uh, The new diversify name has brought us a ton of excitement uh, and uh, things are going well. So, so I've been excited um, and uh, got a really cool topic for us uh, today. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, um, spending. We we did a Money Mythbusters a couple episodes back about you know budgeting philosophy, but one of those things that we hear a lot is about credit cards and how they are dangerous. That you should never use them. Both of us got some stories to tell on this one, but. That's what we're going to work on tackling today is talking a little bit about the credit cards, the usage, what's the best way, what are the downsides, right? So I'm going to get into that in one second. But before we do so, uh, it's always a good reminder that Diversified Capital, as we're talking about these things, this is for general education and general guidance, okay? It's not specific financial planning advice. And if that's something that you guys are interested in uh, for yourselves, please reach out to us uh, uh, through our Facebook or through our website, Diversified Capital com. Uh, we're not going to be talking about taxes or investments but as you guys know if we dive into those topics from an investment perspective, investment perspective not meant to be a solicitation to buy any products uh, and of course from a tax perspective we're not your tax preparers and so uh, those questions are best left for the experts there and, and the ones that actually prepare your taxes. All right it's a loaded question right but what do you think about credit cards? Do you think credit cards are dangerous and that I should never use them? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I definitely feel like never is a very strong word. To <laughs> um, but for this question, actually, this myth, it's actually gonna be a yes and no. Right There's other MMBs that we do <laughs> where there's a straight answer, but it's actually a yes and no. And it really depends on your discipline, but also learning how credit cards work and hopefully you can mm-hmm. learn that today. Um, but why are people afraid of credit cards? Uh, it's because you're basically spending money that you don't have, right? You're yeah. getting plastic, you're, you're, you're swiping it, you're spending on items that um, you don't necessarily have to pay back at that time, but you're able to purchase it, right? In the eyes of the consumer there. So um, with credit cards, this usually carries a pretty high interest rate as well. Um, so usually it ranges around 15 to 25%, which is high interest. Um, And, you know, also reverts back to um, spending cash only where, you know, sometimes it's just really hard to track. But with credit cards, um, you're able to see where the transactions went. uh, But with the number of transactions on your credit card, this can also overall impact your credit score, right? Mm -hmm. How much of that credit are you utilizing, depending on the credit card company and how much they're willing to lend to you at a certain time. Uh, So with credit cards and interest rates to keep in mind, um, one item that I feel like a lot of people get confused about is, you know, definitely don't get tricked by this, is that when you log into your financial institution, for example, if it's Chase, right, and you go in there to pay off your credit card, you'll see a minimum balance. And that minimum balance is probably around 15 to 20 to $25. um, But it's very low, right? And the balance that you probably took out might be $1,000, $2,000, um, but they're only requiring you to pay you know, $15 to $25 um, for that monthly payment, right? It doesn't, as long as you're paying that monthly amount, it's not gonna impact your credit score. You're not late on a payment. But this is where the interest comes into play, right? So that minimum payment is different from your statement balance. Your balance is actually how much you use on your credit card. That minimum payment is just the bare minimum that they're requiring you to pay. So that extra balance that you're paying off between the minimum payment, as well as the statement balance, um, that amount there is going to get hit with interest. Okay. Um, so, with interest rates, it's another question that we get from a lot of clients too is, you know, how is it actually charged, right? So, for example, if your credit card, you know, agreement says 25% or 24.99% for your uh, interest rate, um, they actually charge it on a daily basis and it compounds as well. Um, so you don't necessarily see the interest rate charges every single day. Uh, it's more, whatever that remaining balance is that you haven't paid, uh, they'll charge basically 25% divided by 365 days. And whatever percentage that amount is, that's the interest, daily interest that you're getting charged. So that gets tacked on to your previous balance. It continues to grow. So you can definitely see how this can become dangerous, uh, Mm -hmm. especially if we're not paying down our credit cards.
0: And that's the portion you're saying, yes, it is and can be dangerous, right? And look, I mean, there are some statistics out there that you'll see. And all of what Raymond described is the idea that, right, it's it's you're spending. this is why people are afraid is what he's saying, right? Like that you're spending money that you don't have. The credit card companies, remember, how do they make money off of you, right? Off of the credit cards? Interest is one of those things. So they're saying, hey, pay 25 bucks. But in reality, you have these other charges that gets tacked on. So... You don't wanna get behind on your credit cards. That's really where it gets dangerous. Where if you're spending money, you're doing things where you're not being aware of your budget and you can't pay down that credit card, absolutely, credit cards can be a very dangerous thing. In fact, if you look at the statistics, like I was saying, I mean, the numbers are staggering, right? Like it surprises us when we looked up this data that you have a situation where in uh, uh, 2020 alone, uh, household credit card debt that's not being paid off on a monthly basis, about $8,000, right? In 2016, that number was $16,000. So as the economy has gotten better, people have been able to pay down their credit cards. So it's $8,000 where, you know, and this is, this is not quite leading up to the pandemic and COVID, right, and, and, and tracking actually in the first quarter of 2020, Americans were actually paying down their debt. And then of course, that ballooned with the pandemic, okay? And so you look at those numbers and of course, it's, it's no wonder why people are scared about their credit cards. So I'm going to have a full stop here and say, look, if you're behind on your credit cards, if you have trouble paying down your credit cards, if your income isn't matching what your spending looks like, the problem is real, right? Like this isn't something to take lightly to say, no, 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 keep using your credit cards. At that point, you really have to go back and identify not just using another card to pay off a, 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 a previous balance, right? Is really go back and say, hey, where's my budget? Why is it that I'm still adding on to my credit cards from a month to month basis? Now, it seems like a very difficult thing to do if you have 8 k worth of credit cards to try to pay that down immediately. But it's not about being immediate. You have to understand and accept that it may not be an immediate thing that you can pay off. But looking back at your budget and having budget awareness may tell you, look, I can pay off X amount each month because This is what my delta of spending looks like. This is my difference between what I'm making, bringing home, my monthly spending. I might be able to pay off $500 a month. And if that's the case, and you're at 8K worth of credit card debt, it's worth calling your credit card companies and say, what can I do? I'm behind. What can I do right now to be able to set up a fixed payment at a reduced rate? Look, they want to work with you. They they don't want you to never pay the credit card and be, be so behind that you just right, get into collections, they want to work with you to actually pay that off, it's worth a call to the credit card company, okay? So, of course, we've talked about all the scary things about why you shouldn't have a credit card, but with some budget awareness and actually looking at uh, 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 knowing what you're spending, um, knowing that you, you do have a surplus from your income from your expenses, then credit cards can be a really, really, really good tracking device of how you spend and so raymond was talking about there about the cash right like i don't know about you but raymond like if i spend with cash i don't know where the cash goes like i can't go back and log in at some point and say where that money is right like i think that is where sometimes cash becomes difficult right from a tracking perspective so tell us a little bit about like how you see credit cards from a positive side and how how we can actually use credit cards from a better tracking perspective
1: Yeah. So, you know, with credit cards, basically every time you swipe it, I'll end up underneath your transaction history, right? So it goes back to budgeting uh, for us to determine first off, you know, what you're comfortable with spending, but also understanding your budget as well, right? So as Alfred mentioned, you know, if we are able to get confident in knowing that, we can pay off our credit card every single month, then there are gonna be a lot of different rewards that you can receive by using credit cards, right? One of them that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are familiar with is just points, right? Some credit cards are uh, geared towards getting points for traveling, some for shopping, some for gas, some for dining out, right? So these are rewards that you're able to benefit from as long as we know that you're paying uh, off your credit card every single month, right? Yep. Um, So that's really the big, the biggest key thing there, right? Kind of go back, look at your budget, you know, see how much you're, 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 spending each month. Um, And then from that point on, try to stay within your limit, making sure that you don't go over that balance within your credit card to the point where you feel now that you're not comfortable uh, with paying off the full amount, right? That, that interest that gets charged is really just, it's unnecessary, right? If we definitely want to avoid that. And if we do have enough discipline to not ever concur any interest we can start to use credit cards in a good manner in that case.
0: And that and that positive manner drives home a couple of things, which is tracking, right? Like Ray said, the moment you swipe it, it's on the actual transactions. You can go back and see exactly what was spent. But here's another thing. If you have 15 credit cards, even if you can pay them all off, it's going to be hard to track, right? And so to use credit cards effectively, having one, maybe two credit cards, while the points are, are good, like Raymond said, like, it's also good to make sure if you're focusing on the trends and the spending try to limit the amount of credit cards that you have like one is great two okay we we could still manage two but but keeping it between one to two really helps you see the monthly balance itself and 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 here's a tip a lot of people don't know this but if i'm trying to use a credit card as a tracking system i can actually set the statement date with most of my providers to say that the statement is the first to the first, meaning not the payment date, but when they count your transactions, that actually makes your credit card statement really effective to say, this was my monthly spend. Because if it's on the fifth to the fifth, the 10th to the 10th, it doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't mean anything. And thus it's one less tool for you to use. You want to unconsciously, right? Have these statements come and say, ah, it was from the first to the first. Ah, I spent 3K on it because that's exactly what the statement says. So try that, you can call them and say, I want the statement date to be set, okay? But over on top of all of this, which is for someone who is good on their income, you know, not spending too much money, if they are afraid of credit cards because my parents told me that I should never have debt and so credit cards is a form of debt, right? Then then from that perspective, guess what? You're building up maybe to buy a house or do, you know, buy a car and you've never had any lines of credit. You've never had a credit card. That's an issue, right? Because you don't have a credit score. It doesn't mean that you have a bad credit score. You just don't have credit. And so over time, right? Like I started, I think uh, my parents co-signed a card in high school for me. And then in college, I got my own card and I started building up my credit score. Uh, Yet my wife, right? She never had a credit card for a long time. In college, we had to start building that up because uh, it was an understanding that back in the day that credit cards were bad. And and all we're saying is if you use it correctly, credit cards can help build your budget. And in fact, if you need credit down the line, like borrowing, borrowing for a house, borrowing for a car, you need to have these little credit cards start building up over time before you can prove to someone, right, that (laughs) that you are a uh, uh, credit-worthy person, right? And so those things I think are all very important as well to understand, okay? Uh, Another
1: Another tip too, to add on to yours, um, just for people to be aware of their spending is also just setting up notifications, right, mm-hmm. um, on your credit card, even your checking and savings, because if, if, most times they are available now, but having the bank send you a text message or an email if ever it gets to a certain limit. Um, so a lot of those banks do allow for that flexibility to set up notifications, um, just so you're more aware moving forward, just how much of a balance you have, um, you can set those numbers yourself, that can be very helpful. Um, that's one way. Another way that that kind of helps you too, it's going to be just for security mm-hmm. uh, credit cards, right? I the think safety of it. Exactly. The safety part of the credit cards is um, generally it's actually going to be more safe on a credit card over a, a debit card, for example. Um, the reason for that, it's because I'm not sure if you guys ever had lost your credit card. I lost mine multiple times already. <laughs> uh, I do have a story to share where I did lose my debit card one time and i don't think i actually lost the physical debit card but they were able to somehow get my number on there pull out cash uh or use it as a debit card From your bank account. exactly yep so it's actually cash in the since it is cash in your checking accounts mm-hmm. uh, they were able to withdraw just small you know five dollars ten dollar charges here and there that i didn't notice it um until they tried to buy ray-bans which was like 200 dollars, and that's when i got my notification now um, this whole process is actually, it's going to be the proof of the burden. It's going to be on yourself to prove to your financial institution that you were not the one that was in Arizona spending and trying on a shopping spree. Um, so it takes time for them to research everything and do their own diligence before they return that $500 to you. So it took me about two to three weeks to get that money back. Okay. Um, on the credit card side, you know, for those transactions that you make the proof of burden is actually on the credit card company to show that it wasn't you.
0: That's a big difference.
1: Exactly, and the time difference there is actually much quicker too, because if you call into your credit card company and say, hey, I actually lost my credit card or it was stolen. Usually they'll just ask you, what's the last thing you remember spending on? Um, you would tell them, hey, I don't recognize this. They'll, they'll wipe it off and send you a new credit card and you're all Good set you again, yep. right? So, um, instead of dealing with cash, which is coming from your checking account, a credit transaction can be safer in that way where you know, you're know you still utilizing the funds of the credit card company um, and you can get that return back to you in those type of cases.
0: Yeah, and I actually don't even carry a debit card with me with a Visa logo on it, right? Because if I do it's up to the the merchant to check the signature, all of that, which most people don't do, right? So they can actually be spending. And before you know it, they're draining your bank account. So my debit card actually doesn't have a Visa logo. It's really only used in emergency situations, but you need a pin to be able to pull money out, right? And so that is something that you can also request from your debit card company. But again, to close out the webinar, talked a lot about in the beginning about how it's dangerous and then at the end here, how it can be advantageous, right? So I'm By no means, I think as planners downplaying the effect that Americans overall across the country, again, the average credit card debt is quite high. So we know that it can be a dangerous scenario. And there are different ways to be talking about that, about how to fix that. Maybe we'll do it in a different webinar. Um, But for those that are in a good financial stance and are just simply afraid to use credit cards, I think the second part of this Money Mythbusters tells you what's the best way to approach the credit cards and actually make it more advantageous to you. Use it as a tracking system, align the statement dates, get the points, right? Have more safety. Those are all things that can really help you further your financial picture, all right? So we are running up on time here, but uh, Raymond, anything else to add from your end? It was a, another fun one for me to be, be going through with you.
1: Uh, no, I think that's pretty much on my end. Hopefully we're able to take the scare factor out of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, we got a special Money Mythbusters coming to you guys next week, uh, talking a little bit about different income backgrounds and how uh, you know the idea of American dream varies to who acts who has access to that, right? And so you know the idea is, you know everyone has the same access to what we call an American dream, right? Being able to be financially successful. And so we're going to bring Nathan back on for that one to talk about the statistics behind that. Uh, And also, uh, you know, share with you some of our passions about how we're going to try to continue to break that down and bake down some of the income barriers to be able to access financial advice. So that's a really special one for us next week. And we hope that you join in. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much, Raymond. Have a good Friday. And and, and thank you for joining us on uh, MMB.
1: Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Bye.